The following interview originally aired on KPOV 88.9 on the Tuesday Point. You can listen to The Point on KPOV each weekday at 9 a.m. on 88.9 FM in Central Oregon and kpov.org. Today, for our interview, we will be talking with Andrea Williams. She's the Executive Director of CALSA, Oregon's Immigrants' Rights Organization. We will be talking about Initiative Petition 22, which is a proposed ballot initiative to eliminate Oregon's status as a sanctuary state with regard to immigration. Andrea is also on the executive team of a coalition called One Oregon that is opposed to IP22. Andrea, thank you so much for joining us on The Point today. Good morning, Bruce. Thanks for having me. Great. So, Andrew, before we get into IP22, can you briefly tell us what the One Oregon Coalition is? Sure. Uh, The One Oregon Coalition is made up of over 90 organizations from across the state that are working to defend and advance immigrant and refugee rights. Uh, We uh, became more public after uh, President Trump was elected, and... um, Right now, we are currently focusing on um, protecting Oregon's sanctuary law. You can find all of the members of One Oregon at our website, oneoregon.org. Great. Thank you very much. And then um, also, if you can tell us sort of in contrast, I guess, uh, my understanding is the main organization behind Initiative Petition 22 that would threaten Oregon's sanctuary status from what I understand, is Oregon's Oregonians for Immigration Reform. Can you tell us a little bit about that organization? Sure. Oregonians for Immigration Reform, or as I'll call them by their acronym, OFER, um, is an organization that has ties to white supremacists nationally. Um, they have been, uh, they're on the list of the Southern Poverty Law Center's group um, of hate organizations in Oregon that was recently published um, last month, Um, and they were one of the main organizations that was behind Measure 88 in 2014, which um, took away um, driving privileges from immigrant communities in Oregon. So they have a track record of um, pushing a very anti-immigrant and hateful agenda in our state. All right. One of the reasons we wanted to talk with Andrea today about Oregonians or OFER and IP22 is that the designated hate group OFER will be making a presentation at the Deschutes Republican Party meeting tonight about Initiative Petition 22. Uh, so uh, let's go ahead and get into that, Andrea. Can you tell us what is Initiative Petition 22? So IP22 would repeal Oregon's 30-year-old sanctuary law that was passed to address problems with unfair racial profiling of Oregonians. About um, 30 years ago, 1987, um, you know, legislators uh, in a bipartisan move uh, passed a bill in response to um, local police collaborating with federal immigration agents, which led to the racial profiling of people perceived to be immigrants. In other words, people with brown skin were being arrested because the local sheriffs thought that they were undocumented. And lo and behold, they ended up arresting U.S. citizens. And at that time when the Oregon legislature said, look, um, we don't agree with this rampant racial profiling in our communities, and we don't think it's a good of our local use of local resources. And so they passed this law 
1987 that we now call the sanctuary law. But back then, um, this was far before the, all the rhetoric around sanctuary that has sort of emerged um, because of President Trump and Attorney General Jeff Sessions. Um, back then, it was just seen as a putting limitation on use of our local law enforcement for the purpose of enforcing federal immigration law. And so IP22 um, really seeks to take us back to those times in the 1980s when our communities of color were even more racially profiled than they are today. Um, and it's just, it would really turn back the clock on some, on some progress that we've made here in the state. All right, so it seems to me, um, I'm not not the expert on this issue. You are that Oregon was was Oregon ahead of ahead of its time in a way in in passing this law. So yes, Oregon is actually the first state in the nation to have passed what is now called a sanctuary law, right? Limiting the collaboration between local law enforcement and immigration federal agents. We were the very first state in the nation to do that. And so IP22 actually has national ramifications. If uh, voters largely vote yes for IP22 and repeal Oregon's sanctuary law, um, that will have a really negative effect on other states, such as California, um, Chicago, and Illinois, um, and other cities across the nation that have passed such laws. Since we're the oldest one, um, you know, it's really um, it's really a page straight out of the anti-immigrant and white supremacist uh, playbook that we see the Trump administration uh, driving, right? This is part of a national strategy, and they see Oregon as one of the key states to try and um, sort of take away these um, limited protections for immigrant families. Um, and uh, hard evidence of that is that OFER has received over $60,000 from a national anti-immigrant organization called FAIR, and they've received another $10,000 from a out-of-state um, white supremacist organization called U.S. Inc., and these are all well-documented in the Oregonian and in the Statesman Journal. So these national groups are funneling money to OFER so that they can hire paid signature gatherers and qualify this ballot measure for this election. So it is part of a national anti-immigrant strategy. And to be frank, I mean, it's quite scary because it's not just this local activist organization called OFER, but they're being backed by um, some of the organizations that are working uh, federally um, to push forward an anti-sanctuary agenda. All right, so we have these national organizations, in a sense, in my view, interfering in a way in the in Oregon Oregon law and Oregon government. Um, in addition to the the national ramifications, what would be the effect in Oregon if IP twenty two passes? That's a great question. You know, um, I think a lot of sectors in Oregon really agree that we should maintain Oregon's sanctuary status, and that includes local law enforcement. Um, local law enforcement is actually in support of the sanctuary law and therefore a no vote on IP22 because um, it's about building trust with community members and making sure that 
immigrant communities and um, citizens alike can uh, feel comfortable in reporting local crimes to uh, sheriffs and police. You know, local law enforcement, I know, Bruce, you all are in Bend, um, is already strapped for resources. 911 calls in, in rural areas and rural counties are already going unanswered in Oregon. And if passed, IP22 would shift our limited public safety resources from community safety instead to enforcing federal immigration laws without any new dollars, the necessary training or equipment or tools to basically do the federal government's job. Um, and so here we have a very, if this law were to go away, the federal government could use local police and sheriffs to arrest and detain uh, and detect uh, immigrant family members who have been in our communities for decades. And I don't think anybody thinks that that's a good use of our local tax dollars. You know, number one, um, that's what Immigration Customs Enforcement is for. And while we as CAUSA don't want any more money going towards more ICE agents, um, you know, that is their job. It's not the job of our police and our sheriffs. So it would really strap our local resources if this sanctuary law were to go away. Okay, and in some other states, um, increased enforcement against immigrants has resulted in some economic problems, uh, such as in the agriculture industry. Would you anticipate that issues like that might occur in Oregon if IP22 is passed? Well, I think so. I think the, the fear and instability within our communities would just increase. I mean, it's already immigrant families and immigrant workers are already um, in unstable conditions, fearful of being ripped from their family suddenly um, and also not having a, you know, a source of income for rent and groceries and things like that. And that's a, a whole separate topic from IP22, the fact that our families are being arrested and detained and deported so quickly and at such large scale. And the thought of not having this very small protection for immigrant families, which says, look, if you live in our city, if you live in our town, you don't need to fear interacting with our city government, with our police, our sheriffs, um, or even going to the clinic, because, you know, what 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 is here, um, this, your information stays in our local community and will not be used to detect and apprehend immigrant members of our community. So um, I just think fear and, um, you know, with that comes economic isolation, people trying to hunger down, staying within their homes and interacting as least as possible with the outside world as possible. I mean, those types of behaviors are already happening. And um, taking away a sanctuary law would just compound that. Okay. And Andrea, final question. This is a great discussion. I'd love to keep keep going, but we're gonna we'll have to leave it here. But what is the current status of Initiative Petition Twenty Two? So Initiative Petition Twenty Two, the um, Yes campaign, which is with Over, um, they have about fifty five paid signature gatherers out on our streets. Um, collecting signatures from voters in an attempt to get this qualified. They have until July 6th of this year to turn in over 88,000 valid signatures in order for this to go to the ballot um, in November of this year. 
So uh, we're in March now, and um, we know that they've made some progress. They've got about 25,000 signatures or so collected that they've reported because those are the signatures they've gotten from the paid gatherers. But they probably also have a lot of volunteer signatures that we don't know about. And so um, they are on track to qualify by July. Okay. So we should all be ready um, to fight this, to ask Oregon voters to say no to this repeal. Um, and, you know, as one Oregon, we are getting ready. We're getting our allies together um, and, and we're preparing to launch a campaign, a no campaign in July. All right. Uh, thank you very much, Andrea Williams of CALSA Oregon and One Oregon Coalition. I know you're a very busy person, and we really appreciate you taking your time and sharing your expertise with us about uh, this very important issue. Anytime, Bruce. Thanks All right. so much. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to this KPOV podcast. KPOV is community radio for the high desert of Central Oregon. For more information and our program schedule, please visit kpov.org. We value your feedback. Drop us a note at podcasts at kpov.org.